There are a thousand and one parts that you can buy to upgrade or modify your dirt bike for trail riding, but many of them are just bling, which is another word for useless in my opinion. That's why I've narrowed down a list of the 12 best mods for trail riding based on my experience of 20 plus years and why they actually work. And if you stay till the end, I'll give you a bonus tip that will make more of a difference than all of these mods when it comes to your confidence while trail riding. We'll start with number 12, and that is a pipe guard. So if you're riding in a rocky terrain or logs or just hard ground, all it takes is one little tip over or one little rock smash and your pipe is gonna be garbage. And if you're riding a two-stroke, it's even more susceptible, but four-stroke head pipes can get dented just as easily if you hit them right. And there's different kinds of pipe guards. Uh, you can get aluminum ones, you can get carbon fiber ones, you can get full wraparound ones. I'll let you decide which one is best based on your uh, preferences. Mod number 11. If you're riding on long trail rides and you don't want to have to stop at a gas station to refill your gas tank, adding an auxiliary tank is one easy way to greatly extend your fuel range. And there's a few different ones to choose from. You can get one that goes on top of your handlebars, you can get a rear auxiliary tank, or you can just get an oversized gas tank. I'll put links to these in the description below. And yes, some of them are my Amazon affiliate links. So if you wish to support us, that'd be greatly appreciated. Mod number 10 is a coolant reservoir tank. Obviously this is only for liquid cooled dirt bikes. And if your bike doesn't have one already from the factory, adding an aftermarket reservoir tank, which is pretty cheap, it can usually tuck in under the rear side panel. And if your bike regularly overheats, if it spits coolant, out the overflow hose instead of spitting out and losing it all on the ground the coolant will go into the overflow tank and then when it cools back down it'll suck it back in or if it doesn't you can just dump it back in so you still have a full radiator so that it has maximum uh, cooling capacity because if your dirt bike overheats it causes more wear and tear on your engine and it forces you to stop and wait and let the bike cool down or if you keep riding it too hot for too long it's going to eventually seize the engine which will leave you stranded out in the middle of nowhere and you're going to have a costly rebuild. Mod number nine is a cheap way to prevent flats and that is with heavy duty tubes because most dirt bikes they come stock with a standard thickness tube which I believe is two millimeters thick and these are pretty good for casual trail riding uh, or on the motocross track. But if you're doing some technical terrain, if you're riding on trails with lots of rocks, or if you're more aggressive and you're more likely to pinch a tube, using a heavy duty thicker tube will greatly reduce the chance of you getting a flat. Because it's really frustrating when you're 20 miles away from camp and you get a flat and you don't have the tools to repair it. Or if you do, you're probably gonna have to stop and fix it, spend at least an hour repairing it, which means you're gonna lose out on a lot of really good ride time. And your riding buddies are probably gonna make you pay for supper. And if you're a trail rider that wants to have more confidence, you can grab my Master Your Confidence Trail Riding Handbook at motocrosshideout.com confidence or the link in the description below. Mod number eight is jet tuning. Or if you have a modern bike, 
fuel injection tuning and I'll briefly cover both because if you're noticing any bogging or if your dirt bike is hard to start whether it's hot or cold or it's fouling plugs or you feel like it's using a lot of gas or it's lacking power especially when you go up or down an elevation those are really common signs that you don't have the jetting or fuel injection tuned properly and if you do make mods to your bike such as the exhaust or the intake or engine changes this will change the air to fuel mixture ratio and if you don't rejet the carb or tune the fuel injection system your bike is probably going to run worse and you're going to have some of these annoying symptoms so when you do get it dialed in correctly your bike is going to start easy it's going to have really smooth and reliable throttle response you're going to be able to ride longer because it's burning the fuel efficiently and you're going to be safer and be able to ride faster because the power is more but it's more controllable mod number seven is a flywheel weight now why would you want a flywheel weight well if you're riding a powerful dirt bike with a snappy power curve if you're riding slippery trails that are wet or have ro loose rocks or logs or the terrain's hard pack and slippery adding a flywheel weight it doesn't change the horsepower of the bike it simply adds weight to the rotating mass of the engine so this makes it spin up or accelerate slower so the rear wheel is less likely to break loose it's going to accelerate slower and the power that you're making is more likely to translate into traction because if you have a lot of power and the rpm spins up really quickly this is causes you to spin up the rear tire and it's going to break loose so let's say you're riding up a hill and you're giving it full throttle and but then you're losing momentum well it might be because you're spinning the rear wheel so if you had a heavier flywheel weight the engine wouldn't spin up as quickly so you might have better traction and be more likely to get to that top of the hill if it's slippery plus the extra weight helps prevent stalling because since the engine will accelerate up slower it'll also decelerate slower so if you're struggling with the engine stalling when you come into a tight corner because it revs back down so quickly well a flywheel weight can help with that mod number six is an exhaust or a spark arrestor silencer so if you're riding here in the u.s uh, if you're riding state trails you need a usfs approved spark arrestor now whether you believe these work or not they're required and it's not only important to prevent fires but it's also important to keep the sound down i like a nice sounding exhaust myself but when it comes to keeping trails open, keeping tracks open, having a quieter dirt bike can go a long ways to help preventing uh, trails or tracks from being shutting down. Because all it takes is one annoying neighbor that doesn't like you having fun to complain and they get everyone shut down. So do the rest of us a favor and use a proper quiet or legal exhaust on your dirt bike trail riding mod number five is a skid plate if you're riding on trails with logs or rocks that can come up uh, and hit your frame or if you tip over and can hit your engine case adding a skid plate can really give you a lot of protection for your frame as well as your engine cases because if a rock pokes a hole in your engine case well then your riding is probably done for the day unless you have like JB weld and some good tools to do a patch repair but in the long term having a skid plate can almost completely prevent those catastrophic failures or really bad damage to your frame and you got aluminum versus plastic I personally like the plastic 
because it's lighter and it's quieter, doesn't add as much weight and rigidity to the frame, but aluminum one is better if you're constantly smashing into rocks and logs because it's more durable than plastic. Mod number four is a headlight. And if you're riding out in the mountains like I like to do in the summer, it's really easy to get caught up in the riding and going on another trail. And then by the time you know it, it's getting dark. And if you don't have a good headlight, well, you're gonna be stuck either out there or it's gonna be really challenging to get back to your camp. So having a headlight is good, but having a good quality, usually an LED headlight from a name brand company can really save your butt. Mod number three is gearing. This comes to your sprockets because if you're riding like a motocross bike or if the stock gearing is just too tall, so first gear, you gotta be going seven, eight miles an hour before you can let the clutch out. This makes it really frustrating and difficult on tight technical uh, trail sections because you're constantly having to slip the clutch, uh, use a throttle. It's gonna really heat up the clutch and the oil and the entire engine of the bike, especially on four strokes. And this is a really common cause of your bike overheating, spewing coolant out, steaming. So if you go with a smaller front sprocket or a larger rear sprocket, this will lower the first gear so they can ride at a lower speed without having to slip the clutch as much. Mod number two is having the right hand guards. There are a few different styles. You can have the lightweight open end style, which is good for like hitting small brush or nothing really solid. They're nice and lightweight. It'll basically just protect you from some roost and some light branches. But if you really want to protect your hands from smashing into trees or your levers from breaking when you hit the tree or when you tip over, having some aluminum full wraparound hand guards can really save you from a hand or a wrist injury or from constantly replacing your clutch and brake levers. And you can even add a plastic hand shield protector on them uh, to protect you from roost as well. It does add a little bit of weight, but for me, it's worth having that extra protection. Mod number one for trail riding is have the right tires for your specific terrain. Now, if you have old, hard, worn out tires, just going with some newer ones can make a big difference. But if you're riding in hard terrain with a lot of rocks and you're using a soft terrain tire, one that's meant for sand, you're not going to have as much traction. So you're going to be sliding out more. You're not going to have as much control. You're going to be working a lot harder to have the same amount of traction and control. And you also can't confuse the names of tires. So when it says hard, that means it's for hard terrain. That doesn't mean that the rubber is hard. So hard terrain tire means that the rubber is probably going to be soft so that it can grip the hard terrain better. While a soft terrain tire has certain rubber and uh, tread pattern that is best for soft terrain, such as sand. Or if you want a tire that is good for a mix of terrain, soft, medium, hard, uh, getting something with intermediate terrain category is probably gonna be your best bet. And the bonus tip, or the best mod, as Jimmy Lewis from DirtBikeTest.com always says, the best mod is a new rider. What does he mean by that? Well, it's by improving your skills and confidence. And if you are a trail rider that wants to become a better, safer, and confident rider, then you should check out this video here. I'm Kelly Fager from Motocross Hideout. Learn more, ride more.